What is good, beautiful people? I mean, listen, if you guys are rocking with me right now, I would like to believe and feel like I won you over. At least I hope I did. We are on episode nine right now. And usually I name my titles after I name my podcast after I'm done with everything. And, you know, I don't edit a lot. I try to keep it as natural as possible. But you know what? I think this one, it just came to my spirit. We're going to call it trusting in God. And I'm going to say that because you know how sometimes, you know, pastors preach and they always use like the analogy of children. And they're like, oh, how children really show you what God is like and et cetera, et cetera, like. Yo, that thing is so true. I was actually talking to a friend of mine, and that's really what inspired this, and I thought I would share it with you guys. And it's like, when you when you look at the human experience, right? It's like when you're single, you are really living the experience of Jesus. So you're dealing with people, you're dealing with relationships, you are moving forward in your craft. You kind of just focus on yourself doing your own thing. When you're in a relationship with someone, when you're married, you are kind of taking that role now of the Holy Spirit, where you are now by someone's side, you are constantly comforting them, you are telling them, hey, I don't think you should do this, or I think you should do this. You know, you're like that little voice that's always next to them that sometimes they love and sometimes super annoying, they don't even want to listen to. But, you know, you kind of embody that that the Holy Spirit, the unconditional love, like no matter what, I'm there beside you. And hey, you know, just listen. And when you have a child, it's like you are able to slowly, and it's not by a lot, but you're able to capitalize on the frame of mind that God would have. Obviously, we're never going to be able to capture it because God in his infinite wisdom and his amazingness, you know, it's, it's, It's something you think you can get close to, but the closer you get, the farther away you realize you are. But it's like each stage of relationship for us kind of gives us a glimpse of what that aspect of God is. So singleness being being able to relate to Jesus more when you're in a relationship, married, being able to relate and understand how the Holy Spirit works. And when you have a child, like you really, really understand a little bit more what position God is in and it's like you know there's so many of us out there where we we just tripping and we're letting the world's ills and everything that's happening constantly sway us back and forth and cause us to just wild out and it's like God is like yo are we doing this again it's like you know using the example of my son I and me and my wife you know kind of have our, our, our son on a schedule so it's like we know when he should get a bottle we know when he's going to be hungry so even before he really starts tripping we're anticipating the fact that yeah he about to start thinking it's about that time and then he'll come and he'll start making you know his whining noise or whatever he does to kind of indicate hey I'm, i'm hungry and we will give it to him way before he even knew he wanted it And it's like in those same examples, right? He will want his bottle. But if there's ever an instance where we don't give him his bottle, it's not because we didn't want to give it to him. It's not because we were trying to punish him. It's just because it wasn't ready. Or sometimes, you know, and I've done it before where I heat the bottle up and it heated up too much. 
So if I give it to him right now, it's too hot for him and he just cannot handle that. It's my complete intention to give him the bottle. But if I give it to him right now, it's literally too hot for him. And what he wants and what I want to give him, he just ain't ready for it. And it's not even that it's not prepared. It is prepared. It's there. It just needs to cool down. And so now when it's cooled down, when he gets it, not only he'll be able to handle it, he'll be able to enjoy it and it'll be a blessing to him. So he'll be able to eat. And I hope you guys, I, I know, I, I'd like to believe that you guys are with me right here. Like you got to understand that if a father, if a mother can love their child that way, God loves us even more in that same aspect, already knowing what you need and what you want, right? And having it prepared for you. And if you don't have it yet, it's just because it's too hot. It's it's just because it's too hot. And if you were to give it to you right now, you would just get burned. And something that you truly, truly want. That the moment you see it, your eyes light up. If you get it at the wrong time, it's just going to hurt you. But it's not. it doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that it's not there for you. It's just not the time. And the problem is, it's like, you know what I mean? When he wants his bottle and he can't get it when he wants to, he starts tripping and he's causing a tantrum and he's wilding out and, oh man, making all this noise. And, all that. and it's like, yo, we do the same thing as human beings. Not realizing how many times God has literally come through for us. And listen, if you're a person who has a deep relationship with God, you understand what I'm saying? If you have a social relationship with God, you could possibly have had some experiences like that where you're still debating whether that was God moving in your life or not. And if you're atheist, you don't really believe in God like that. Listen, man, I, I, I'm not here to change your mind or defend anything, but I would really, really encourage you to like revisit that. Like, ask yourself, why don't you have a relationship with God? And it can't be only ignorant people believe in God, because I'd like to think I'm pretty intelligent. I'm a well-read person and et cetera, et cetera. So it can't just be, you know, you're dumb if you believe in God. Like, maybe you're angry at him for something or et cetera, et cetera. But really, like, you know, revisit that, because I promise you, man, like, having a relationship with God, like, not on some going to church going to church is not having a relationship with god going to church is going to church having a relationship with god is like constant communication you know pouring out your heart to him literally god is like your living diary your best friend the person you consult and when you have a relationship like that with him the experiences that you go through and the things that that happen in your life that you involve god and it's it's truly amazing like it really is and i say this to say like I'm speaking from things that I have lived. Like I've come to a place, right? Where this is only this is one of my own personal practices and I don't recommend it to anybody else, but this is just something that God gave me. All right? And that is I am not allowed to count my money. And when I say count my money, it means I am not allowed to calculate the amount of income that I am supposed to have coming in that month. I'm not allowed to budget so some people say, oh, you know, we're going to put $500 for this and we're going to this because we're going to get this set amount of money. And this is where this is. At. I'm me personally. There's not no commandment, nothing like that. Just me personally. God has told me that I'm not allowed to count my money. And with me not being able to count my money, I'm never really able to budget. But the thing is, I'm not even a spender like that. I only get things that I need. And I'm 
ironically, you think someone who doesn't count their money would be horrible with money, but I'd like to believe I'm pretty amazing with my money. Praise God. But that being said, it's like whenever I thought, you know what, I'm going to count my money and I thought, okay, I'm going to have this much coming in. Something would happen and I wouldn't. And mind you, I'm self-employed. So, you know, income comes from various ways and some things that you think are certain sometimes are not as certain and some things that you never thought would happen all of a sudden come together. So it's like, in a sense, God has always kept me good. Like I've always been cool. And every time that I've tried to anticipate God or be like, oh, I know I'm going to have this. It's never worked out in my favor. And every time I've been obedient, I've always been blessed more than I can ever imagine. So now being in a situation where God has literally always had my back financially and, and to go even further, I'll give you guys a little tidbit into my life. And one day I'll give you guys a full story. I just ain't ready yet. Back in the day, right, um, there was this person that I felt like that was the person I was supposed to marry. And this was not my wife. And this was an experience that I was going through with God. Um, and I was paying for this person's rent. All right. And I'm not a dummy. I'm not no chump. Matter of fact, I barely spend money on women when I was single or, you know, I, mean, I, I barely did that. But this is just something that God put on my heart and I was doing it. And so I was um, playing at this church. And when I was at the church, you know, a certain pastor's wife who will not be named, she, in my opinion, is just a very interesting person. Let's just put it that way. And so she kind of was the leading movement in me leaving the church. And mind you, I did my job very well at that church. I was choir director over there, handle music. I literally did nothing wrong. So the only way that they were able to remove me was to say that the church was suffering financially and they just needed to take a break and they need to freeze my account. So they quote unquote froze my account and I was supposed to come back like four months later, haven't been back. And I was almost like five, four or five years ago, but it's all good. No love lost because here's where the story gets better. So mind you now, I'm getting about like, you know, a G a month from doing what I'm doing with this church or whatever. And when I leave, I'm sitting there like, yo, I still got to pay chick rent. Like, you know, I told her I have her back and I'd be doing this and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, yo, you know what, Lord, you put me in this situation. It is what it is. So you gonna have to work it out. And so now I'm in this situation where, okay, I just lost a thousand dollars of income and I still have to create and pay rent, which is like $500, right? So it's like, okay, what's about to happen? Yo, can you believe I started making more money? doing less work than I was doing with that church, just from different random things that just came together, different opportunities, different gigs, different doors that opened. I started making even more money with less work. And so when I started going through situations like that with God, where it's like, yo, as long as I trust and I'm obedient, you got my back. Like, I literally started to stop tripping about money. I just stopped. And, and to see now where God has taken me, like, I have things that I shouldn't have. I'm in a situation that I never thought I'd necessarily be in. And it ain't because I'm necessarily this super smart or well-read person. Nah, it's just because I just be faithful. And I say this to say, like, there's nothing my son can do that's going to make me want to feed him. And there's nothing that my son is going to do that's going to make me refuse to feed him. That's my son. I'm going to take care of him. Whether he's on my nerves, whether he puts a hole in the wall, whether he breaks the TV, like I'm going to always take care of my little man because that's my little man. 
And the funny thing is, it's like, imagine God saying the same thing, looking at us like, yo, that's my son. That's my daughter. I'm going to always take care of them. I don't care how, how annoying they, you know, be or how dumb they are, or why they go off and do something, you know, they're not supposed to do. I'm going to always take care of them because I love them and I want the best for them. But see, here is the big caveat. I hear all the time, right? God is good. And we all say, you know, if you go to church, you hear, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. But the problem that I have with that statement, it's not necessarily the statement. It's that God is always good. There's never a time where God is not good because the Bible even says it. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So there is never a moment that God is not good. That just doesn't exist. Even when God disciplines us, even when God takes things away, even when God allows certain things to happen to us, it is still for our good, whether we agree or whether we can understand it or not. So if we understand and we can grasp the fact that God is always good, then you have to start to wonder like, okay, hold on. What then makes certain things more good or less good? If we want to use that out, right? better or worse. And it's really a simple thing. It's your faithfulness. It's like we as human beings are the only things that can limit God. An animal cannot limit God. An animal cannot tie the hands of God. But a human being, oh yeah, human beings, we can do that. Oh, if if you didn't know, as a human being, you can limit God. How? Easy. If God asks you to do something, he puts on your heart, he'll release this song, open that business, move to this city, quit that job, leave this person. Hey, this is the person that I have for you. Introduce yourself. Play at this event. Charge this much. Do it for free. If God is putting these things on your heart and you decide not to do that, you're not limiting God. You're now putting a cap on his goodness Because now there are things that God asks us to do that aren't for the present moment. Therefore, what he's trying to do for you. Okay. So where are you getting that from? You're just making that up. That's not in the Bible. I got you. I got you. So bad. Let's use Abraham. God tells Abraham, yo, I need you to kill your kid. You, You prayed, you asked, you got a son when you were crazy old. You know, your wife shouldn't have been able to have children. You now have a son. Now I want you to kill this son. For Abraham, everything was going on in the moment. Like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in this moment, right? But for God, God wasn't even worried about the present moment because it was like, yo, I already figured out how I'm going to handle this. All right, we ain't going to kill the kid. We're going to have a ram in the thicket. Angel going to stop him. That's already solved and dealt with. That's okay, cool. But what the test was about was for the future. It was like, yo, Abraham, are you willing to give up what means the most for you for what I can do for you in the future? Because I know that if you can handle this moment right here, yo, you good for later on. But I don't even need you to be stressing about the moment right now because you're good right now. Like, you'll be fine. It ain't going to be no big deal. So so to make it make sense, right? The things that you're going through, the, the financial struggles and, 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 and the feelings, the depression, the sadness, the addictions, and, and, and the things that you're, 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 you feel like you're caught up in or you feel like God is putting you in, putting you in a test through, right? 
those things are already solved. God already worked out those situations. I live by a mantra. I live by many, but one of the many mantras I live by is I am never in a situation to lose. If I did not put myself in it, I'm never meant to lose. If God put me in it, meaning when God puts me in a situation, it means I literally had nothing to do with it. I didn't instigate anything. I didn't start anything. It literally just happened. If I go looking for trouble, that's different. I'm probably going to take an L and I'm going to have to ask the Lord to you know, help me and, and keep it moving with my tail between my legs. However, if I did not put myself in that situation and it just happened, then I know, okay, this is something God, God allowed. And if God allowed it, I ain't meant to lose. I ain't never meant to lose. There's no possible way that if God puts me in a situation, I'm meant to lose. And mind you, losing isn't defined as the outcome that we, we, uh, we, when we get the outcome that we didn't want. That's not what losing is. Because sometimes the outcome that you didn't want later on becomes the outcome that you are extremely grateful for. You really, really wanted that job. Didn't get it. Then you found out that the, the boss was a womanizer and, and, and sexually abusing a whole bunch of people there. You really wanted uh, that car. Then you come to find out that if you had gotten that car, there have been tickets and a car crash. You really wanted to move to that one area. Come to find out that place got flooded and it's a mess. So a lot of times when we don't get the things we want, it's, it's a low, it's a low key blessing, right? But understanding that any situation that you're in, that you did not put yourself in, you're not meant to lose. So when you understand that, it's like, okay, whenever God is with me, I ain't meant to lose. And if you could just sit on that, like sit on that concept, like, okay, think about the things that you have is where you live. Is the car that you're driving, are the assets that you have, the person that you're with, are these things that you consulted and you gave to God and said, all right, Lord, I'm putting all this in your hands. And God gives it back to you and says, all right, bet I'm with you. When And when anything starts to go left, it's simply a matter of saying, Lord, listen, you gave me these things and I ain't meant to lose. I Again, I make, I make it clear and I hope you guys are able to follow me, right? In my relationship, I prayed for my wife. I said, Lord, choose my wife. Lead me to who you want me to be with. Lead me to who's best for me. And God presented to me my wife, and I chose that, and I accepted it. And so if there's any, any moment, if there's ever moments of tension between me and my wife, God speaks to me, and he be telling me, yo, how to move. And when it's, it's, when it's going the way it's going, I'll be like, Lord, look, you gave me this wife. You're going to have to handle it. But it happens every time. And as long as I'm obedient and I listen to when God speaks to me and I'm faithful Things been things in my marriage be cool. The goodness of my marriage stays good. And whenever I don't listen, it goes left. And so it 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 operates in literally every aspect of your life. It's like if you're willing to be faithful and not live in fear and not live in doubt and allow God to actually be good in your life, you're going to see that amazing things can happen. But you got to start realizing like the things that you're doing right now ain't for right now. Like when God says to you, yo, don't fornicate. Yo, don't sleep with such and such person. We, we are so caught up in the short term, not realizing that the person that you sleep with could be a future business partner. And by sleeping with that person, you could cheat yourself out of millions. It could be the difference between you being a thousandaire or a millionaire. By sleeping with the wrong person or having a child before you're ready. 
God says to you, yo, I need you to go to this place and play for free. Use your gift for free. And that could be the difference between you being discovered by the greatest of the greatest and your whole lifestyle being changed or you just still being hidden. But it's like if we continue to just keep fighting and and feeling like, yo, why am I doing this thing right now? That's not helping me trying to get to where I'm getting like you don't understand some of the greatest doors that have opened for me in my life have been because I did small things. And that's how God works. God will ask you to do the small thing, not because of the present moment. It's because he's setting you up for the later on. Because if I know, and the Bible says that, right? He that is faithful over a few things can handle more. So God going to hit you with those little small things like, hey, look, you know what I mean? At this, you know, at this little birthday party for old folk. You know what I mean? I need you to bring your A game and, and 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 sing your heart out for them. And I know you got a whole bunch of things to do, but just go to this nursing home and sing your heart out. And then you go there and then one door opens, then one door opens, then one door opens. Listen, two, three years ago, God put on my heart to reach out to this wonderful woman who, who teaches piano, has a foundation, just amazing lady. And I wasn't looking for anything for her. I wasn't trying to take anything from her. God just told me to reach out to her and talk to her. And that door... <laughs> It didn't even open up immediately when we spoke. It was about two years later. We had a conversation and barely spoke after that. Two, three years later, because I was faithful in that one little small task, major doors are being opened for me now. And that's all it comes down to. And so I say this to you guys, and if you're still with me, it means you're getting something out of this. The little things that God is asking you to do or he's putting on your heart. Like, stop sleeping on that because the little things are not for the present moment. Like, if God has put on your heart that, yo, I'm setting you up for great wealth and you're going through financial hardships right now, it's because I need to see. And I say in God, God needs to see, okay, how do you handle when you lose money? Because if you can't handle losing money when you are making hundreds you are not going to be able to handle losing money when you're making millions. Millionaires lose lots of money. Everybody loses money. You make money, you lose money. Money comes and money goes. But if you can't handle that, and if money is something that always controls you, why would God give you more of it? If you can't even handle when you lose $100, you think God going to give you a million dollars so that when you lose $10,000, you sit there and kill yourself? We got billionaires out here killing themselves because they lose $750 million even though they got $9 billion left. I just read that the other day in a book. And so it's like you understand going back to the bottle. God wants to feed you. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you everything that you want. But sometimes it's just too hot and you're just not ready for it. And so he's preparing you. Or sometimes not even necessarily preparing you. Sometimes it's not necessarily anything you have to do, but just wait. Like my son doesn't have to turn into another person for me to feed him. He just got to wait. And sometimes I give it to him immediately. Sometimes I'm giving it to him before he even asks. But sometimes when he really, really, really wants it and I don't give it to him, it's because it's just not the right time for you right now. And so I'm saying this to anybody right there who just be encouraged. Like maybe you've been praying and you've been asking God for something and you've been seeking God. Listen, multiple things. One, if there's that little thing that God's been asking you to do, do it. Hey, show someone your song. Hey, post your, your talent online. Hey, post pictures of what you're doing. Hey, tell somebody that you do this. Hey, I need you to go to the supermarket and buy somebody this. Whatever that little thing is, do it. 
We all know what those little things are because there's those little nagging things that never go away. Do it. Do the little thing. Then after you do the little thing, be faithful. And don't get in God's way. Don't start trying to do things that you know you should be doing. And the things that God asks you not to do, don't lie, don't cheat, don't commit adultery, all that. It's not things to be oppressive in your current moment. It's the things that he's asking you to do so that you don't get in his way. Yo, I don't need you sleeping with a bunch of people because that's going to be a problem for where I'm trying to take you. Listen, I don't need you to be a liar because that's going to be a problem for where I'm trying to take you. Hey, I need you to love your fellow person because the people that I'm going to bring you around are really going to love your personality if you're like that. But if you're not like that, they're not going to like you and it's going to close doors. So I just really need you to be on the same page as me. And when we do that, when we're faithful, yo, if you thought God was good, if you thought God was dope, listen, when you are faithful and you get out of his way and you give God room to grow, good is not even the word. Good is not even the word. Like my son can't do anything to make me love him more. But when my son is on the same page as me and we both linked and I'm moving left and he's moving left and I'm moving right. He's moving right. It's like now the possibilities grow and I can bless him even more because now I know he's following me. And because I know he's following me, then I know I can trust him and I can count on his actions. And by that, when I know that my son is dependable and I know he's following his father, then I can take him anywhere now. And I can take him as high as I need to take him. And if we got to go low, I know he'll be all right because he's just going to keep following me no matter what. And I take these experiences and apply it to my relationship with God, knowing that as long as I'm following God, though he take me to the valley of the shadow of death, or he take me before my enemies, or he take me to the mountaintop, yo, I'm going to be good every single time. So listen, I ain't mean to preach, but this was just on my heart. Whoever is for, be blessed.